Welcome to the Jambos Podcast. I'm Michael Schwimmer alongside co-host Mr. Robbie Castro. Swim, we've been here for a long time. It feels like an eternity. My voice is shot. I think your voice is a little I'm, shot. I'm starting to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm in stage one of losing it. I'm in stage four. I think I don't have a larynx anymore. But anyways, we went 2-0 yesterday. I can't do the chant. I really cannot do the chant. But those games were capped to perfection. Um, I, I, I just... Uh, Maryland, again, they should have won that game outright. Um, I think they know. shot the ball like 10 more times. Well, they still couldn't it, win. LSU just could not beat their zone defense in the last five minutes, and Maryland really turned it on. Um, thought there was a bad call at the one-minute mark. Cash was uh, a huge Maryland homer, by the way. Big-time Maryland homer. But, again, you know, a win's a win. A win's a win. And that first half over, Carson Edwards. Oh, my God. Single-handedly gift-wrapped that to us. The first five minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. It's beautiful. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got two plays we're going to talk about on this podcast. Five plays up on our website, jambospicks.com. Free for everyone. Free for everyone. Free. You register. Click on the registration tab. Again, registration takes about 15 seconds. Uh, you'll see all our plays. Two we're going to go over today. We're going to go over the early game first. Uh, we've got Iowa, Tennessee. We go in first half over 73 and a half in this game. I like this. Tennessee struggles when teams are good around the three-point line, and this Iowa team is one of the best in in, in the nation in, in letting up the threes. Uh, you got, you know, Bohannon, uh, Wisecamp. You've also got two guys down low that can really rebound the basketball and Garza and Cook. I know Admiral Schofield, great scorer. Grant Williams, one of the best in the SEC. Um, I think this is going to be a track meet, two efficient offenses, and one of the best in transition. Tennessee, the best in transition. Iowa just, Iowa just runs it, period. Yeah. They, they're number one in terms of pace in the entire Big Ten. Big Ten killing it, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Um, and Iowa, as you said, Tennessee struggles against teams that shoot a lot of threes, go back to that Auburn game, and they got blown out of the gym. Right. Um, also, I don't like Iowa as much here because of Tennessee's offensive rebounding prowess and Iowa's big struggles on the defensive rebounding uh, side. So I think you're going to get a lot of Iowa threes, a lot of Tennessee second-chance opportunities. Tennessee should have uh, significantly more shot attempts than Iowa in this game, um, but it, sh it should be a lot of points here. Yes, it should, and Iowa has to keep pace, so I know this game will – have a lot of lightly contested shots in the in the beginning. And Tennessee is one of those teams that's really interesting. Um, they are very fast, an extremely fast-paced team in transition. But when they go to their half-court offense, they become very slow. Right. So it's one of those weird, you know, we're looking for, hopefully we get a lot of turnovers in this game, but also second-chance points. And then Iowa really pushing the pace on Tennessee to create those transition opportunities for Tennessee. I love it. All right, moving on to the second game, and this is, I think you would call this the headlining game, even though it's weird to call a headlining game with a 13-point right. spread. Um, but we're on UCF, UCF plus 13 versus Duke. For all the listeners out there, this is our biggest edge play we have seen in the tournament so far. We think this game should be about five and a half points <laughs> in the spread. Wow. The spread's actually now 13 and a half, but we got Jambos at 13, so we're going to stick with the line that we got it at, um, which is 13 points. This Duke team has not seen anything like UCF all season in terms of rim protection. UCF, the number two team in the country in terms of rim protection. The only thing close they've seen is about is Florida State, which they struggled with um, uh, in the regular season. And the AC tournament took care of them by, by 10 points. But this UCF team, this matchup is, is just so bad for Duke here, according to our model. The Again, Duke's if, – if Duke can make threes now – if Duke can make they, threes, they, they which, they ha threes. which they haven't done all season. No. Which they haven't done. If they can, 
then then this should be a this should be a Duke. You know, I'm betting against them win, not to make threes. But here's the biggest discrepancy I see, and I and I do like UCF here uh, a lot of points. BJ Taylor is one of the best point guards in. Uh, protecting the basketball. Trey Jones loves to play pesky defense. He's handsy. He's very handsy. Um, Duke excels on transition. They love to throw it. You know, they love three on two. They love the mismatches. But UCF against VCU did a great job limiting that 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 um, forty minutes of havoc in the, in the first five minutes, and they really slowed the game down. If that if that happens, Duke is going to struggle on the half court offense, and more importantly, they're a bad rebounding team. UCF's going to clean up on the glass. They should. UCF should have a lot more shot attempts than Duke in this game, which is not a good sign for Duke. No. But it's also going to see how these referees uh, ref this game, and especially the verticality. I mean, Zion loves to get his shoulder in there, create some contact, go up, gets a lot of and ones. But sometimes, you know, a lot of that's verticality. Sometimes they're fouling him. So it's it, he, it's really tough. I'm not saying the refs are going to be one way or the other. It's just a really tough game and tough players to referee. With Barrett and Zion going to go up with a lot of verticality from the six foot, seven foot six Taco Fall and company. This definitely scares me. If if Taco Fall gets in foul trouble early, I, I can definitely see Duke taking advantage. But again, I I do think UCF has those two awesome guards. Um, their senior you know senior driven team, you know. I, I know their coach Dawkins has his team fired up. I think that this is going to – and Dawkins, by the way, played at Duke, so he's got a little edge there. He, I know he wants to beat oh, yeah. his, his former I team. I don't think anyone's had much success. Any of these Duke assistants have had <laughs> much know. success. I don't have the stats in for that. Though. Those are stats that we don't look at. No, at we Jambos. don't look at it. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I've got, I, I've got to give the audience a little bit a little No, tidbit. no, no, absolutely. I have no know, problems with do doing that. Um, so those are our two picks. We'll recap them. Over first half, Tennessee, Iowa – 73 and a half and Central Florida game plus 13. I'm in Vegas. I'll be sprinkling the money line. I took the money line already. Plus 750. 750. That's good good odds there, we think. Um, All right. Well, that that does it for our show today. For Robbie Castro, I'm Michael Schwimmer. Thank you for listening. Good luck, unless you're betting against Jambos.